A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Mason Stewart and I'll be your host this evening. As always, please like, subscribe and, and get your comments in. We're going to have a, a long, lengthy game to talk about uh, Sunday because there's not been another game midweek. So uh, get, your, get your questions in and we'll, we'll go through them uh, as we can. But with me tonight, we've got Chris back. So it's good to see you, mate. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Mason. It's good to be back. I've had a wee shot in the, what's it called, the sideline and... I'm feeling fit, fine and fit. <laughs> nah, it's good to see you, mate. Good to have you on. And with me, uh, next up, Davey P. How are you, Davey? Smashing, Mason. Chris, it's good to see you out of prison. Hope you're a reformed character. <laughs> <laughs> no, good to be As you say, we've got a Partick Thistle to look forward to Sunday, which Scottish Cup tie must win. Let's do it. Yeah, that's it. Building up nicely before the big one at uh, the end of Feb. And last name is least, Davey Tomlinson. How are you, David? Yeah, thanks. Great. Uh, just hoping that Chris has got a lot to say because we, we, maybe the rest of us don't have much to say. So, Chris, you're filling in today. You've got about, you've got about 40 weeks to, to catch up on. <laughs> this, is a, this is a Chris Hampton podcast and, I, and everything's going. But, um, but no, it's, it's all, all good. We'll, let's say... When it's Rangers, we've always got a lot to talk about, haven't we? So, uh, but I'm going to go with start with the Super League tonight um, because you know that's been doing the the rounds all day today, and you know the last Super League uh, proposal didn't didn't include us, um, so you know we didn't really come to it at the time. And but this one apparently it's uh, 80 teams have been invited, um, and it will be three leagues, um, three or four leagues. So. Uh, Chris, what, what was your thoughts on this? I know it's early proposals and it's all rumours at the moment, but what's your sort of thoughts on, on a Super League? And, and would you like to see us, you know, if it was to go that way, like to see us involved in any capacity? <laughs> it's a hard one. I know. The, the, the pros and cons, if we're in the Super League, then I imagine it'll be a fair play and we'll start getting a lot more money. Do you know what I mean? Any more money towards the club would be great. But at the same time, how like we've seen how we got on in the Champions League this year. It wasn't great. I don't fancy sitting through a full season of that. But then the club will just rip the backside of season tickets. So how much will they be? And my jails, oh God, that'll probably be a grand to sign up. <laughs> to be honest, mate, is it more hassle than what it's worth? Do you know what I mean? If we get eyes early when we think about the money, look at the backlash of the but the, the the teams got that were meant to be in the original Super League, you know. Ugh. But then, then you think to yourself as well, just all that money. Do we start seeing tracked better players, and do we start get you start getting carried away a wee bit, don't you? It, it is a it's an interesting one because I say it's, it's just rumours at the moment. It's it's just been another proposal, but I think this initially is means that it would be uh, definitely fourteen games a season in Europe. So it would repl- replace the Champions League, Europa League, Conference League. This would replace it. So we still would be playing domestically. In Scotland, but have 14 games 
Um, definitely 14 games and it'll be a, you know, promotion, relegation sort, sort of thing. And it, to be fair, as I said, it depends how much money's in it. And if, you know, we know with the Champions League, they keep changing the format of that and they're changing it again in 2024. And I don't think it benefits us really the way they're changing it, um, especially for the, if you're not in the top sort of, to be fair, I say normally say top five leagues, but everything at the moment, money-wise, is just all about the Premier League. Davey P, what's your thoughts on, on this? Is it, you know, a pipe dream or... Is it something you would like to see us involved in? Well, clearly uh, the devil's usually in the detail in, in these matters, but in principle, I would be all for it because you know we have to, the sooner we can get away from uh, this, our dependence on the Scottish League, the better. You know, this is a weekend where clubs mm -hmm. are choosing to save themselves ten thousand pounds by not employing VAR, although the technology is there, they will save ten thousand pounds by not utilising that technology which makes for better decision-making. We're in a league where clubs, you know, are taking those sorts of decisions. We should jettison these guys as soon as we possibly can. Clearly, I mean, if 80 clubs are going to be involved and it's four leagues, you'll say, well, it's four leagues at 20. So it would be then some sort of knockout competition to find out the overall winner. But certainly on those level, at that level of detail, I would certainly be all for it because Rangers will, will be left handcuffed, you know, to, you know, clubs who make those sort of decisions where they will dispense with VAR to save themselves £10,000. The quicker we are shot of these guys, the better for our club. As you can see from the Champions League earlier this year, there will be some lean years, but the, the fan base that Rangers have, you know, in, within Scotland, within the UK and globally, I th and the, the, the level of sponsorship that we could attract and, and the amount of money that that would generate would see us uh, hopefully uh, work our way up to, to a level because we're at a situation now where even within within the UK, you know, where we have uh, clubs like Brentford, you know, I mean, and I've, I, I, when I was down in Chiswick, you know, it was 20, 25 years ago, we used to pass Griffin Park and, and it was the equivalent of a junior ground. And then you look at where Brentford are now, and where we are now in terms of the money that they are generating and the money that Rangers are generating, we are being left behind. We must not let that continue. And if there's an opportunity for us to uh, to move on, we should grasp it with both hands. Rangers are a far bigger club. I mean, when, and when the likes of Brentford are overtaking us, the alarm bells are ringing. I mean, some time ago, as things stand, there's, there's not much we can do about it. But if the opportunity presents itself, we go for it. No, I'm absolutely with you there, Davey. And I find it so frustrating um, when you see clubs in the Premier League, as you see Nottingham Forest, this, this you know, summer, what is it, 170 million. It's just, you know, just, you know, we got to a Europa League final last season spending 10 million. Imagine if we had the money that, that they could, you know, and that that is the real sort of frustration. Davey Thompson, what's your thoughts on, on this, um, you know, Super League and, and us being involved? Well, I think it, it, it and, and it's got the potential of being a good thing, but I think uh, when you see who's bringing it into onto the table, uh, AC Milan and all the Barcelona and all them, then you know it's a way that they want to get rich and keep other clubs poor. So it's it's, it's a better model than the, the last one, but it's still not. It, it depends how much money and, and how many how many teams can actually move up to the top division. If it's just stuck at one team per year, then then it's not going. It's going to take you years and years and years to try and get up there. But if there's a sort of a, like three teams every year can move up, and uh, promotion three teams, promotion uh, demotion, or even a playoff system. If it's like that, then then I would be all for it. And the money's spread right through the the, the full league, and not just that. As I say, the rich get richer. The other worry I've got about as well is is it's not. Uh, uh, going away from we would still be playing in the Scottish League and the thing with, with, with that is that we would be getting richer and you would have the likes of teams like St Johnston and, uh, that are, are not going to be invited I don't even know if it will come up but uh, the woman from Hearts uh, said, even said today we need to survive we need uh, Europe and uh, 
yeah, if they're not invited to into the eighty teams, then uh, then the Scottish League is going to be nothing because it's going to be Rangers and Celtic, and there, there's not going to be any anybody near us. So that's another thing we've got to got to look out for as well. But as I say, in, in principle, it's a, it's a it's a good. Although I think I would uh, rather go into the the the, the, the league with Ajax and uh, and all all the teams uh, and let the, the big teams fight out for themselves. As long as we could get good sponsors for uh, for uh, the Ajax, for Holland, Belgium, Portugal, I think it was. But I think I would rather go that way. As I said. It all depends. We need to see the 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 the, the format, of what it's going to be, and what it, what what the money's going to be like, uh, dripping down the the leagues. But if it's just to to make the the likes of AC Milan and Inter Milan and uh, these these teams richer and other teams poorer, then uh, then I would be I would be for it. But the one thing I think I think it was uh, David Edgar said today as well. Um, can you imagine? That we didn't go into it, and Celtic did go into it, and it became a success. So I, I think I think it will all depend what we we both do. I think we'll either both go into it, or one of us will go into, or none of us will go into it. And I think that's uh, I don't see uh, either Rangers uh, or them sort of a staying out if the other one goes into it. So I think that's another point as well. As you say, it is a lot of you know if maybe isn't it? We say we don't know exactly what what it if it will happen or. But I do think that the Premier League, as I say, the money that is getting sort of thrown around down there, and, and other teams in Europe are getting. This is where it's, it's come up really because and and that's you know you wake up with the Champions League, um, they've changed the money. So if you're in the champ, the more you're in the Champions League, the more money you get. But again, that's just to benefit the other clubs. Um, so I don't think it's a bad thing in terms of someone going to challenge you away from FIFA. I don't think it's a bad thing at all, but it's got to you know benefit all the clubs and you know most importantly we just want it to obviously benefit us. But but Chris, we'll last bit on on this, um, you know the Sky the current Sky deal um, with, with you know that every club in Scotland was was so you know eager to sign uh, with, with Sky Sports. But you know a game last week you got Hearts unbeaten in ten, sitting third, us in second, unbeaten in twelve. And yet it was nowhere to be seen. And and, and the Sky deal is, is peanuts. You know, we can talk about Super Leagues, you know, and, and what might happen. But if Scottish football doesn't start looking after itself, then we're going to fall even further behind. Absolutely, mate. And that's the, the game next Saturday as well. Livingston away, not in the telly either. Then you look at some of the games they are playing. What was it Livingston versus Hearts? The ground was three quarters empty. And it was enough in each draw. The football was dross, do you know what I mean? I've said it for a while, and other teams are just too quick to dive in. That the Sky deal was ridiculous, do you know what I mean? We all got a bit of stick for bringing out and saying it, but it's true. Yeah. They think they, they need to look into it, even if teams broadcast it for their own Rangers TV, Celtic TV, etc. There's got to be something more to this. Um, that's maybe why they'll probably not be wanting us to go near this because it'll affect them, do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, I just think it's the way that football's going and everything, all the streaming services, you know, you've got Amazon that do it, Disney, Ariga, um, you know, and we've just jumped in with Sky Sports and, and, and the way it's going, they won't be showing any other football soon. So. I've I, I seen a very good post about it and they were, they're talking about how much uh, illegal streaming's uh, affecting the sky and stuff like that, right? And obviously, being a good law-abiding citizen, I would never do anything like that, but... See, when you look at it right throughout a season, when you're paying Sky Sports, right, BT Sports for Europe, Viva Sports now for the Cup games, and you're talking about subscriptions, and you're having to pay £12 for Hearts TV and whatever it is for Livingston TV and that. Do you know what I mean? Never mind the uh, damaging the clubs, uh, not the, the Sky deal, etc. The fans are getting ripped out of pocket, do you know what I mean? Just for watching your team. All the subscriptions add up, then on top of it, your season ticket, then if you're fortunate enough to get to the games as well. It just seems like there's just never the fans never considered with this stuff. Nice, no, it's ridiculous, mate. You're spot on. As you say, we, we, you know, we, if we're in Europe, it's BT, Sky Sports, Rangers TV. A lot of people pay the, you know, the unlimited subscription, so you get it all. And as you said, now you've got Viaplay as well. It's just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It is. It's, you know, as I said, that's definitely something to, you know, maybe another debate for for another day. But I think when we're talking about um, leagues that. You know the biggest problem that we've got compared to all the other leagues, even Sweden, Norway, 
you know, Denmark, their TV deals are absolutely brilliant, you know, and, and ours are shocking. David, we'll, we'll move it on a little bit then to uh, Morelos. Uh, was linked this week with a move to Turkey because their window was still open. Um, I think it's closed today or, or yesterday. So uh, apparently he turned down a move to Turkey, uh, one, of the, one of the clubs there. Um, but the biggest sort of debate I want to have with, with all three of you is, would you like to see him be here? And, 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 you know, get a new deal and be in next season? Well, I, I, for Alfredo, I mean, who, who's ever had a successful move to Turkey? Who has ever gone to Turkey and been a success? It's, it just mm. seems to be, they seem to have managed, Christ knows how they did it, but they seem to be more chaotic than Scotland in terms of uh, managing football in Turkey. So no one's touching that with a barge pole. You know, if, it, if it's a... Uh, it's kind of like the Chinese thing, you know, that was in vogue for a while. That all turned too much. And I think uh, it seems to be Turkey's turn, you know, to try and attract some foreign players. And the whole thing's pretty shambolic. <clears throat> I don't think Alfie's agent will probably put that out there. As much as, uh, you know, to G along his negotiations with Rangers or with any other club, you know, he just wants it out there that, this level of money has been offered for Alfie and this is the sort of salary that this player can attract. So <clears throat> you just wonder how much of all this is true for Alfie. I mean, as to whether he signs a new deal or not, I mean, kind of two minds. You know, there's there's Alfie who's fit and firing and, you know, is, uh, is, is our hero. And there's Alfie who doesn't give a shite and will swan off to whatever club and, and, and just seems to neglect. I just don't think he's a he's not a model professional. You know, flawed genius, I think, is the kindest way I could put Alfredo Morelos. So I think if someone was to come in uh, and, and take him from us and pay him, because there's no way he's going to get a, a wage increase at Ibrox. <clears throat> so if that's his goal and his future is elsewhere, will not be held to ransom by Alfredo Morelos, nor any other player for that matter. Absolutely, and and uh, I think you know the, the wage that, that you know apparently is one of the top players paid at the club uh, at the moment. Um, I think he is to say I don't see it sort of stand on that. David T, what's your thoughts on this? Because I know he's one that's always split opinion, but obviously with with the the links to Italy a couple of weeks ago when his contracts up and Turkey this week, is it sort of inevitable that that he will be moving on? I don't think so. I don't think it's inevitable we'll be moving on. I mean, he seems like a different player under Beal. I suppose the big question is, can a leopard change its spots? And uh, <laughs> with Alfie, you never know the answer to that because uh, you're, you're actually looking for him to, to be different. You're looking for him to give 100% all the time. And as, I, as I've said before on the pod, it wasn't just the Rangers he's done this. It was in Colombia he'd done it as well. That's why he ended up... Um, with Helsinki because he'd done the exact same thing in Colombia. I just wasn't interested. And yeah, he obviously hoped that he would get a step into Europe by going to Helsinki and that worked for him. And he just seems to get bored after a while and uh, and, and then doesn't try. And yeah, as Dave says, model professional isn't even a word that you should get, get near him. Um, the thing I've always said is it'll take a heck of a lot of money to get somebody to, to pay somebody that can do what he does because he's one of the best at linking up play, certainly uh, in the leagues. I sort of I know there's there's not a, a centre-forward can do that. I suppose that's because he's midfield. And, uh, yeah, I would do I, I mean, I love Alfie. I, I think he's brilliant. He's, when, when he's on his game, he's the best player. So, I mean, I would... I would I do really hope we do, do sort it out and that he does play on the field. But certainly, uh, after the first year, if he signs a two-year contract, certainly after the first year, I would certainly be looking to try and get money for him because uh, there's no use in letting him run down another contract. Chris, what's your thoughts on Morelos? Look, I said he's been for a million pounds, by the way. What a sign. Yeah. That's what I was just about to say that, mate. He's yeah. more than paid his worth for Rangers, right? Yeah. He's now on his sixth season. I think time is right for Rangers and the time is right for Morelos to move on. I love him with all my heart. There's times I've wanted to kill him. There's times that I, I've said never want to see him in the Rangers jersey again. And there's times I would give my every limb of my body to keep him at Rangers. I just think we're now on his sixth season. 
he's had his ups right. We've had the highs, Europe, all the important goals he scored. Liga Warsaw one sticks out in my mind as well, how vital that was we get through that night. And every season he's been questioned his fitness. Do you know what I mean? We're now in six seasons, we're still having the same conversation. Obviously, maybe at the start it wasn't as big, but especially recently. I just think it's time for him to move on as well, a new challenge, and time for us to think of a new man. Do we want to be in the same position we're here next time, this time last next season? And it's all about is Morelos going to go, is Morelos going to stay? Once if he goes the last day of the last minute of the transfer window, then we've got nobody to replace him. Do you know what I mean? We're stuck with Ruth and Kolak, but not having a go at Kolak, but do you know what I mean? I wouldn't want to get into a season when I've just got him. Um, again, it was a sad day when he goes, but I've resided to myself to go that it's the best. Yeah, I think I'm I'm in, in agreement with, with everything you said there. I think, I mean to say, a million pounds to get him um, and, and the performances of him a couple of years ago was was some of the best performances I've seen from a, a range of striker in Europe, I've got to be honest. And as David T said there about his, his hold-up play, Absolutely. Where I will question him, I think domestically with the amount of goals he scores, I think you look at it from the five, five and a half seasons, the amount of goals he gets. And if Bill can get someone that brings a little bit of that hold up play, but can bang him in as well, um, which I think you can find there's players out there that, that have come from, you know, not, not big fees and, and done it. They're, definitely there's players out there. I just think it's a time for new blood coming in the summer and we need a change. And, and I, as you said, Chris, Morelos needs a, a fresh a fresh challenge as well. I think I think that that's the way to go. But Chris, just staying with you because you've obviously not been on for for a few weeks. What, what did you make of the signings of, of Cantwell and, and Raskin? Um, and you know, what, what's your thoughts on on them sort of so far? Um, well, Ras- Raskin's five minutes on Saturday was phenomenal. <laughs> the best five minutes I've ever seen in an Angels jersey. No, uh, he, he's a sign that I'm excited about. Um, Cantwell. I was a wee bit on the fence about it. Do you know what I mean? It's like any player, you can get a sheet of paper and you can watch five performances he's played at Norwich and he's phenomenal. And you're like, oh, how have we got him? And you see another five, you're like, oh God, what have we signed? Done well on Saturday. Great, great work for the goal. And it was one of, Saturday was just one of the sluggish performances where it was taking a wee bit of that magic to get it. Do you know what I mean? I thought he looked good when he came on against Hearts as well. And he had a solid debut against St. Johnson, albeit it wasn't the greatest of performances from the team. Raskin, really like the like look of him. He sounds good as well. But how many times have you heard somebody talk a good game? But it's the kind of caliber of player we should be looking at as well. And we're not signing somebody at the end of a career that's down and it's going to die, uh, wind down now. Do you know what I mean? They've got time on their, their hands. Obviously, the fixtures are coming in fast, quick and fast, should I say. So Saturday's a great, great opportunity to bed them in. We've got the cup final, which is only two games, two games in between. So we'd like to get both of them up to speed, so at least play a part in it, you know. But I'm looking forward to it, and I think these are a step up to the kind of signings of the Bakunas and the Zungas, where we were bringing bodies in for the sake of bringing bodies in, you know. And I am quietly confident, but you don't want to, do you want to shout to me because it always comes back to bite you in the face, sir. No, that's it. You never know with, with signing the how they're going to sort of fit in and settle. But yeah, the, the sort of early signs are asking. I think you just look at the teams that were obviously were linked with him for, for such a long time, and, and you know, you, you know, watching, watching, you know, and, and listening to what what he done at the age as well. They say his age. He's gonna. I think I said the cameo Saturday. I won't look too much into it. The game was kind of dying out, and and he, he did look sharp. But I think getting him fit. For that for that game on the 26th, I think he's a must because I think that midfield. I've said it for so long. I said I'm not going to keep going over it, but um, it, it needs fresh legs in there and then and someone coming in. David P, go on, go on, Chris. I was just going to say the midfield to the cup finals guy. I'll go to one as a loser. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And, and I said, it, it, you know, leads us nicely. It's David P, there's there's again there's a, there's been a few things about the game Sunday where a lot of people would like to see. A lot of changes and get players on sort of outskirts more more minutes but i'm not really going with that because we've only got sunday's game and then next week next saturday against livingston before that it's not like we've got midweek games coming you know thick and fast where where we can you know keep changing the team i think to be honest i'll probably go with, with our strongest team this weekend and and get raskin minutes and um, we don't know if he's good. hopefully we hope he's going to fit straight into that that strongest team um, what, what's your thoughts on that? Would there be? Would you like to see a, a change up, or would you like to see us sort of go full strength? 
<clears throat> I would like to see some changes. <clears throat> I would like to see uh, Devine replace Tavernier. I want to see uh, McCrory in goals, and I would play both Cantwell and Raskin because uh, I think we should, as Michael Beale said when he arrived, we should be the big team. So we are a big team, and we're playing Partick Thistle on Sunday. So I think we uh, we put out the squad, which will do two things, which will give us a, an option to find out what some of the players who have been on the fringes can do. And we should be able to take care of Partick Thistle at the same time. So they should be viewed in that light. I, I would make some changes. I would really would, uh, even if it's, he wants to go Cholak, Alfredo up front, give that a blast, you know, whatever he thinks. I think, because he, he seemed quite prepared to do it against Ross County on Saturday when, you know, we get to eight or nine minutes and he, and, and he takes the punt to put on uh, Malik Tillman instead of, you know, replacing light for light when when the obvious candidate was uh, uh, Kamara, was going to replace uh, Lundstrom in midfield. But so if he can do that off the cuff, then I'm sure with a few days grace and, you know, a week on the training field, it's time we should be uh, finding out what, do we have uh, stronger players? Because I think Tavernier has been jaded for a wee while, so maybe he could he just do with the rest, uh, if nothing else. If he's been carrying maybe just a wee niggle, and it's, I think we should uh, find out what Adam Devine can do. Well, we, we pretty much know what Adam Devine can do. He's never let us down, so I, I would have him put in there. So I, I would go. For, I would go changes where it, it merits it, you know, and, and, and Michael be able to find out exactly. The strength of the squad. David T, what's your thoughts on that? Would you like to see, you know, changes like that David P at the weekend? I get it's only sort of party fizzle and not being disrespectful. We should be able to make ten changes and still win the game. But I just think without them midweek games and you know that 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 you know we need to get you know probably Campwell and Raskin more minutes. But I think everyone else, as David said, has looked probably a little bit more more tired. But I think with the, the game slowing down, I just I just think that we, you know. Get the best team out and start looking ahead to, to that game on the 26th. Yeah, I'm all for that. I'm, I, I don't believe in changing teams. Uh, I think that you can. We're, we're on a run now. We're, we're playing well, and I think we should just keep the two, the same team going that, that's on that run. Um, Lundstrom's injured, so I, I think it's a natural uh, move now to, to put uh, Raskin into in, into the midfield. Uh, I can't. Well, I would. I would play him as well. Uh, I think he should. He should be in there as well. So I'd start with start with that team. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the goalkeeper's a good one. <laughs> what do we do with the goalkeeper? Uh, for me, I would. McLaughlin would never be in goals again if I was. Uh, because the only reason I wanted him in was because he came for crosses. Well, <laughs> he's, he's put me off that one for a start. So I would I would have McGregor in and I just keep McGregor in for the rest of the season. Funnily enough, I was talking about the I, I was asking last week about the B team, what about the the boy uh, that was playing in the B team, and I, I thought I've got the guy's name here somewhere. Buda uh, Budanowskis, and I thought I wonder if he's ready to come up. And then I seen the B team. Uh, playing Gretna during the week, and he wasn't even in goals. It was another another boy that was in goals. So uh, even he's sort of a not got a fast position in the in the B team by the looks of it. So um, no, McGregor in goals, and uh, by the way it looks now, we're we're going to uh, uh, be needing another at least two or three keepers uh, in in the summer because. Uh, the McCrory, he seems to be injured again. There's going to be at least another three weeks before he comes back. And um, yeah, and no, I think we're going to be needing more goalkeepers uh, to go on the party. This whole game, I didn't know. It's something that Davy says if we, uh, if we don't beat Chris, I think it was, if we don't beat them, then, uh, then we, we, we should, shouldn't be in the cup. That's let's face it. And um, yeah, we've got 50,000 Ibrook support. They've they've got uh, they they're fine struggling to to sell twenty six hundred tickets I think so and funnily enough I seen what I was I was reading one supporter today and he says somebody says to me you go and he says no I'm I don't want to watch that I'm going to, I'm going to watch Glasgow City women's team so so that's uh, that that's how they're sort of facing the game I thought that was quite funny 
Yeah, no, well, I think they're on. They're winning, beating Hibs at the moment, one 0 the, the women's team. I just see that there. But, but Chris, what, what's your thoughts then on Sunday? Um, are you with? You know, obviously, it's a bit of a split opinion um, with the team on Sunday. Would you like to see changes, or we're going to full strength? I'd like to see changes, mate. The, the fixtures come in quick and fast, and they take you back to last season with Hadji. I mean, Hadji played against Stirling Albion and was out for the rest of the season because of it. Do you know what I mean? If we can avoid taking risks, we should be. I'm not saying we play a total youth team. Do you know what I mean? We need to take it serious as well. And we need, it's important we win these games because we need to start getting winning cups again. Do you know what I mean? How long did we wait without the Scottish Cup and how long have we been since we won the League Cup? But at the same time, we, we shouldn't be taking any risks if there's anybody like Barisic kind of hobbles about a wee bit as well. I wouldn't play him. I'd play Divine. Ideally, I would play Divine and Ridvan, but Ridvan's still out, so I'd play Divine at left back. Kolak needs to play a full 90 minutes, I think. That should be a perfect chance to get him, and if he's not up to it, we can always bring Alfie on at half-time. But players that are kind of, will look a wee bit like half, kind of, half fully fit, I wouldn't be risking them, because you wouldn't want to happen again with Hadji, do you know what I mean? Look at Hadji, was it getting injured against Stirling Albion and he missed a year. And for me, Hadji's a vital player for Rangers. Yeah, you know, again, you might see him for 20, 25 minutes. Hadji, um, I, I know what you're saying, Chris, I just think without Europe now, I just, I think we've only got one midweek game before the split. So we've got good, you know, there's this sort of no excuses. I don't know if that suited us in the past, having that long a break. Um, we haven't had it for a long time. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how we, how we handle, you know, playing one game a week, maybe more time in the training pitch. With, with Bill is, is is something that you know I'm a lot more confident than than it was when it was Gio, with Gio because any yeah. time you had the training pitch things went the other way. <laughs> Davey P, I, I think I think there's definitely a debate to be had with the goalkeepers though. Um, I feel sorry for McCrory because I think he would get a chance Sunday, um, but obviously he's out injured for for another few weeks and. You know, the way McLaughlin's come in and played, um, I think he could have got a chance sooner. Um, as Davey T said. You know, last season there was times when we were saying, "I oh, don't even come come out well for, for crosses um, and come and ca- catch his thing." But every time a ball goes in our box in a minute, um, he, he looks he looks worse than McGregor. If I if I'm being honest, um, so what's your thoughts on on John McLaughlin? It's obviously a confidence thing, but I think we're all sort of in in, in agreement that he's not going to be a Rangers number one. I didn't realise McCrory was injured again, so I would go with McGregor. I think uh, John McLaughlin uh, sealed his fate on on Saturday in Ross County, you know, because it wasn't an isolated instant when he missed it. There were uh, two or three. So just from what happened, you know, in occasions earlier this season, uh, he's just shown to be a bit unreliable. So in that respect, you know, it's got to be McGregor who's back in. So, But I'm hoping that Michael Beale will kind of shake things up a wee bit for Sunday. Keep us all interested if nothing else. Yeah, no, no, definitely. David T, on the keepers, you've already said there that, you know, we're probably going to need two or three. Um, do you think McCrory will get a chance towards the end of the season, though? Because obviously he hasn't, he's, he's only played, I think the last game he played for us was was actually a win against Celtic last, last year where he, he kept a clean sheet. Two really big games that week, he kept two clean sheets. So, um I'm unsure if he's he's sort of you know a Rangers number one, but um, whilst Bill's in, it, you know, and, and he's he's signed a longer deal, I think it's fair to say he does need a, a chance in goals when he's fit. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. 
we should have a chance, but I think he's run out of, run out of time this season because what, it was it 13 games left or something like that now. And I don't, don't think there's an awful lot of games left for him. If he's out for three weeks, at, at, at least three weeks, then uh, then it's, it's taking another few games, although we've got the two two weeks of cup games coming up. Um, I, I don't see him playing in the cup final. That's for sure whether he's fit or not. Uh, I think McGregor will be in for that. And no, that's uh, the this was a game, the perfect game to give him a chance, but unfortunately, yeah, he, he fell out. So, but no, I, I think we'll, I think we'll be bringing in new keepers anyway. I do, I don't see. I, I, I think it would if, if it have been high up in the list. I think he would have been uh, he would have had games already this season. So I, I, I think we'll be bringing in new keepers, and but it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult to bring in second, a really good second team keeper. Because uh, they sit the bench for 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 virtually every week. I mean, getting a, a, a first team keeper will be no problem. I don't think, but uh, getting somebody to sit in the bench every week and that might that might be that might be McCrory. He, he might get the second team keeper, but I don't I don't see him getting staff keeper next year. I think he would be in the team long before now if, if he was that good. Yeah, no, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. And he's not, I would say, it's been a few managers now that haven't really given him the chance. So, you know, maybe, you know, it's looking that way. I just find it was a little bit strange to give him a new deal if he's going to be leaving uh, shortly. Chris, what, what's your thoughts on on the, on the goalkeeper situation? I, I know it's far from ideal with McGregor obviously getting the new deal in the summer, I think, sort of set the tone for, for the season. There's always going to be a debate whether, you know, we knew the first mistake he, he made that, that McLaughlin should be in there. McLaughlin had a nightmare, you know, conceding four in two games um so you know for the rest of the season is it a case of just getting McGregor in there and and sort of hoping for the best because he, he you know he's not been in himself for, for a long time now and I think you know he should have retired in the summer he should have mate um but unfortunately him and McLaughlin are the only option just now McLaughlin's not a Rangers goalkeeper um McLaughlin can maybe do a job cup games against party Fissel and um, stuff like that, but mate, the last two games he's played the Kamarnock game, he cost a goal. The game there, he cost a goal. Uh, Celtic Park at the start of the season was at fault for three of the goals, wasn't he too great for the other one either? Do you know what I mean? And it's a position you just can't you can't take any risks. Do you know what I mean? McGregor, well, no, fantastic goalkeeper. One of the top ones we've ever had, but he's passed it. But it's got to be McGregor for me, especially the big games. I think now, after McLaughlin's performances, he'll be targeted, especially if he was to play in the cup final. And I think they'll know that's a weak spot. McCrory, it's a strange one. Again, the year's extension. The year's extension, you would think that would mean he would be playing more. I know he's been out injured a wee bit, but there's never been even talk of him playing. Um Bear in the mind, we gave Andy Fuff a contract and he never even was on the bench. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I wonder what he's up to. But for me, I always thought, you know, a wee bit, I remember when we played Standard Age, I like to look at their goalkeeper and I know he's still there. He was somebody I should be looking at. I know Fluff scored from his own half, but that was just a wonder goal. But he was the one goalkeeper I always thought we should have at least made a bid for. Yeah, there was a few. I like the, really like the look of the Braga keeper as well. Um, but again, you know, we're sort of, just over two games, but he was one that every cross, and maybe it was uh, Tavernier's corners. To be fair, it was easy to come and collect. But he, I think the money that that that, he'd, that they'd want for him would be, you know, out of our sort of price range. Davy P, just last bit on the goalkeeper. So that, that'll be one for the summer, obviously, because the, the transfer window's shut. But how how important is it? We you know if we have to spend you know a, a fair. You know, I know we've got a lot of things to do in the summer, but. If we have to spend a lot of money on a on a proper goalkeeper, and if it's the one we really want, how how important is that um, that we don't go down the sort of cheap route? Which I think, to be honest, which we done this summer. Oh, it's absolutely crucial, Mason. I mean, you, Chris has just indicated. You know, we've always had you know a good keeper. It's you know, soonest did it when as soon as he arrived. You know, when and Walter did. You know, we, we were blessed with we just moved from one top goalkeeper to another. It's been absolutely fundamental to to the success of Rangers throughout the years, and uh, I I don't think <clears throat> now is the time to be scrimping, you know, a million, two million, whatever it takes, get the proper guy in the door. It is absolutely crucial. So 
whoever that is, I'm sure that they'll be uh, exploring their options. But I'll tell you, it isn't it isn't John McLaughlin and it isn't Alan McGregor. And Ross McCrory, don't know enough about. But uh, I think if we have to go splash the cash and make sure that we get a quality goalkeeper, someone who, who our defence can rely on and are confident with, because you can see at the moment, the defenders aren't that confident. It's absolute chaos. You know, there's everyone's biting their nails in the stand. You know, we're, we watch the corner kicks against us through our fingers. We need to uh, stop that. We need a quality goalkeeper. Yeah, no, it's, it's vital. Um, I think I can understand January, you know, it's hard enough to get players in the door as it is, quality ones, but but that is a, that should be the first signing uh, this summer without that. David T, um, just, just want to touch on this because I know, obviously, you, you know about your Dutch football um, and Calvin Bassey um, is one that I see comments from Wesley Snyder uh, last week saying, how can a player coming from Rangers um, be the main starter for Ajax, which I thought was an absolute ridiculous comment considering we knocked out uh, his Dutch uh, another Dutch team, uh, top team uh, at the Champions League. He seemed to not mention that. Um, but he's had a lot of sort of stick out there. Um, what, what's your thoughts sort of on, on Bassi's time at Ajax so far? Is it is it justified or is it just, you know, is he get, you know getting the blame as such? No, he looks like a little boy lost for me, uh, to be honest with you. And he, he's actually dropped from the team now. He was on the bench tonight. Come on in the seventh, the fifth, uh, 75th minute and yeah he didn't really do an awful lot because he didn't have to do an awful lot but um, no he, he, he was he was out of place but I mean I think it, a lot of them's to do with the Ajax scouts I think because they, they what Ajax wanted was a playmaker somebody to bring the ball out from the back and a, a, a sort of a um, Dave Smith type player uh, that, that brought the ball out from the back and uh and Franz Beckenbauer, David, David had over last week. That just, that's the type of player they thought they were getting. And unfortunately, Bassey just isn't that type of player to, to bring the ball out and, and start making the play. So I think Ajax, Ajax got it totally wrong. And thankfully, we get £28 million, uh, in total, I hope. Although if he doesn't play that many games, it might be bonuses fall off. But no, he's, he's, he, really looks, uh, he really looks in a bad way. There's one thing I was I was going to uh, say as well about just to go back to the keepers. We were we were supposedly after the Schalke number one goalkeeper last year, and I don't know what happened, but it didn't go through. But FC Twente went out and bought the Schalke number two keeper from last year, and the guy is absolutely brilliant. He's he's, he's really saved them so many points this year, and he's the Twente are right up in the the top, but they get beat by Ajax tonight in the cup, which they shouldn't have. Um, no, really. Uh, so there are. I mean, we could even look at the big teams and look at their second keeper, because a lot there's a lot of good keepers that are second keepers in, in the big teams that would probably come to Rangers. So I think uh, I think we've got to look at that as well. But just to, to go on with your your Calvin Bassey thing, um, for anybody that can get Dutch ESPN, there's a, a documentary coming on at the weekend. I think it's Saturday night. At, and it's getting repeated on Sunday. Um, Calvin Bassey. Uh, it's, it's, about, it's a documentary about Calvin Bassey. I've, I've got it written down somewhere. Aim for the Stars, it's called. And it's about his upbringing for, in London. It was made by Ajax TV. And it's about his upbringing in London and how his friends were all getting into the criminal sort of a world. And he went, or oh, he wanted, he chose the football world. So... That's a uh, documentary about that Saturday night, I believe, in the ESPN. Nice one, David. I'll definitely give that a watch, uh, Chris. But that, that does lead us quite nicely because Connor Golson this week done an, done an interview um, with, with Chris Jack, and he said that you know it, it was a no-brainer in the end to, to stay at, at Rangers, and he said that players that have left since, and I don't know if this was a kind of bigger Arebo and, and Bassi we've just spoke about saying that. You know, obviously, Arebo's not getting a lot of game time at Southampton. Um, and obviously, we just said about Bassi there saying, you know, money isn't always, always you know, everything. Um, and I think that's something that hopefully Ryan Kent, um, you know, thinks about before he makes his decision on, on where he goes next. But just want to touch on, on Connor Goldson. And, and obviously, 
you know, let's say you, you haven't been on for a while, so it might be good to, to put it in with Michael Bill coming in and the run that we've been on, unbeaten run. But I think Connor Goldson has been one that last season and the start of this season, supporters are still, you know, criticising a lot, I think unfairly. But I think it's kind of proved how important Connor Goldson is to this Rangers team. He's colossal, mate. Yeah, and it took him to get been out to realise how much we missed him. And how, how important he is, sorry, to the club. Do you know what I mean? And Conor Goldson was a mainstay in the defence. Look at the British record for least goals conceded in a season. Do you know what I mean? In the 55 season, do you know what I mean? And it was Balligan and Hollander and Jack Simpson at one point were beside Goldson. He was the one that was there, the main thing. Do you know what I mean? You look at the Liverpool game, Goldson, Goldson went off at the end of the first half. It was one each when Goldson goes off the pitch. Do you know what I mean? We're only beat by two goals when Goldson, was, when Goldson played at Anfield and they collapsed after it. And what he's saying is right, the grass isn't always greener. I can only think of, maybe say, since I've followed Rangers, maybe two players who went on to have better careers after leaving Rangers was Gattuso and Van Bronckhorst. Do you know what I mean? And Goldson, maybe that's played a part when he's, he's done that. Because what would you say? That may be the last big contract he'll get at his age. Does he go down to England and fight relegation? Maybe get to a semi-final of the League Cup and that's as good as it gets, or does he stay here and be part of history? Do you know what I mean? And I'm very glad he stayed, and I need to imagine what would happen if he left. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How do we replace him? Up until, no. that, up until that injury there, he, was, he, was, he never missed a game. No, he's been, I agree with you, colossal, the brilliant words to sort of sum it up. And yeah, I think, you know, bringing up that Liverpool game, I don't, obviously... No, it was, a, it was a sore one, but I don't see that happening if he was still on the pitch. I think him and Davis were starting to build a, a good relationship and hopefully we're going to see the best of that and they've got a lot of games under their belt. Davy P, I think any successful manager, um, you know, we're touching the goalkeeper that, that we didn't, obviously, we couldn't sort it in January, but getting them two centre-halves, you know, a good partnership and building from the back, I think it is crucial and I think that's, uh, you know, a big, big part of, you know, of the, the run we're going on at the moment is, is them to... I think Ben Davis, to be fair to him, I think he's had his critics as well, but he, he's quietly going about his business. And, and I thought last week, as everyone was at Hearts last week, he was he was very, very good and he showed what, what he can bring, not just with the ball, but without it as well. Well, I think as Chris said, uh, Connor Goldson, is, he's, he's immense. He's absolutely crucial. He is the mainstay of our defence. And Ben Davis seems to be... Uh, slotting in quite nicely you know they seem to they, they, the more they play the, the more they'll know one another but to be honest I mean I think I would like to find out if Suter's available then perhaps maybe he could slot in for Ben Davis on Sunday so I, I would be even if it was a as a substitute appearance you know so I would want really I really want to be able to ring the changes on Sunday so find out as I said earlier you know what the the four corners of our squad are, are capable of so now's the time as good as any because you know we we should be beating Partick Thistle uh, with, with a bit to spare, and and with that bit to spare, I, I want to see what other players can do in the pitch. So, but Ben Davis, Connor Goldson, you know, I think they they will be our first picks. They will be they will be on the pitch at Hamden when we play them uh, later this month, no doubt about that. Which is good to see. And as for Bassey, you know, I think someone at Ajax is. Uh, has got to be called into question in terms of they think that they were they were getting a you know a ball playing you know midfielder or central defender. I mean, Calvin Bassey is, is his game's about physicality. Maybe that's the why he was he did so well in Scottish football because you know no one was muscling him off the ball. I think it's obviously a more technical game in Holland where his type particular style would be would be less suited. When when Ajax came calling, you know, with uh, twenty million quid or twenty million plus, whatever it was, Calvin Bassey was leaving no matter what. I'm not, I think he would have been uh, chloroformed and put in the boot of a car to get to Ajax with that money. So, uh, same with Joe Rebo. I think you know when the, the offer will come in from Southampton and, and Joe's amenable to it. Rangers are going to get you know seven or eight million quid, whatever the deal was then uh, it's in our interest to, to move these guys on. So I, I think we uh, not so much pushed out the door, but as persuaded out the door. 
you know, for those two. So certainly in terms of Calvin Bassey, I think that was a bit more than persuasion. That was coercion. Because when if they're talking that sort of money, Calvin's gone, man. That's so, and I think that that is what we we aim towards. And, and, and the only way we're going to get away from that is to, is to go back straight back to the start where we started. That we can join some sort of European Super League where other sources of revenue can overtake. You know the the compulsion that we have at the moment to sell and 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 turn over. You know some players to to generate money to allow us to try and you know get a couple of maybe more experienced players in or or younger players who are a bigger risk. Some will work, someone won't. You know, it's the player trading thing which uh, is often spoken about. And that's where we are at the moment financially. So I don't see us getting away from that anytime soon. You know, for us to get to, you know, even the lower half of the English Premier League types of transfer fees, something dramatic has to change. And if that's a, a European Super League, then, as I said, we, we grab it. We take it. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And yeah, I think, um, yeah, Bassi, obviously, yeah, great, great, great bit of business from us considering what we brought him in. And I think he only played 50 games for us. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'd say wish him all the best. But yeah, the comment from Wesley Snyder was the, the one that, that I think frustrated a lot, uh, definitely myself. Davey Thomason, we just had a, a, a question in from, from Curry that I'll come with you with. Um, he says, do you think that Tab should be stripped of captaincy uh, and dropped for, for Adam Devine? I think, to be honest, I think stripping him the captaincy is not, not going to happen. Um, I think he's had a poor season. Um, it is fair to say in terms of what he hit last season um, and his performances haven't been yeah, haven't been as good this, this season. I think Devine could have come in for some games, but I think you, you still look at Tab and his goal involvements and it's still for a right back. It's still incredible, to be honest. Um, David T, what's your thoughts on that? Nah, well, it's, it's not going to happen, is it? It's Tavernier's uh, the first pick in the team, I think. So I don't think, I think Devine will just need to wait to see his chance. The thing is, even though he's, I mean, he's, what is it, 100, near 100 goals or just over 100 goals? And then the assists he's got as well is, is unbelievable. Uh, you can, Never replace that. It's certainly not with, with Divine at the moment. I think we need to wait a couple of years for that yet. Although I don't know what will happen to Divine, but I, I think Tavernier was man of the match about, about two two year, two games ago. So I mean, he's, I think I think people look at him. I mean, if he plays more defensive role, people look at him. Oh, he's not getting forward. And if he if, if he gets forward, then they, they, they think he's oh he's no defending. So he's caught Tavernier's caught a wee bit in both. Uh, parts of the of the world. He's, he, if he does one thing, then they're complaining about the other thing. But, um, see, see to go back to the to the, the the Super League and things like that. See the the TV deal we got from Sky that we've talked about. I think somebody at the SFA must be must be getting backhanders or something like that because see the the, the Dutch television. They've got every single game on. They, they spread it. The, the, the likes of the it was the Dutch Cup this weekend. And there's a game starts at six o'clock, and there's a game starts at nine o'clock. So they, they they show you every single. There was even an amateur game on, and I don't understand why even weeks of Rangers are not or, or them are not even on. I I just don't understand it. And and if you think of the money that we got for it, it was absolutely pennies. And when even the, the 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 Dutch are getting, I think it was about eighty million the Dutch got. For for the for their uh, competition, and I, I I don't even think the time limit. I mean, we 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 stuck now to to twenty nine, is it? I think to twenty twenty nine, and it's, it's absolutely unbelievable the the pennies we got for that. So uh, just so just uh, just to, to get that wee bit off my chest. Um, no, it's not going to Tavernier is not going to happen. He's uh, Tavernier okay, and he's in his uh, role this year anyway to to the end of the season, and I don't see Divine. And if, if Devine's going to be ill, I think it'll be a left back. But the way Barisic is playing re recently as well, I don't doubt we'll get in there either, to be honest. Yeah, everyone's everyone's uh, up in it. Um, Chris, just to finish off then, we've had a few comments about VAR. Um, and I think that this is more to the fact that there's only two games this weekend that are going to be using VAR, which, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I assume it's us and them, both games that are on telly. Um What's your thoughts on that? Should it be everyone gets it 
and everyone uses it or none at all. You know, I know, I think in the League Cup in England, it's not being used at all until semi-final, final. Um, but what's your thoughts on, on that? What's the point in that if it's not going to get used? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's been brought in, so it should be put in place. It's not, people say it makes mistakes. It's anything in life, do you know what I mean, that's going to be flaws to it. That is a computer system at the end of the day. It will be down, like they get hammed in. Things like that are going to happen. I think it, it should be used, and people just, it's just an excuse for the, the usual people who look for excuses. Do you know what I mean? Now they've got something they can blame. Um, I think there's been a lot of decisions that's went right because of it that would be missed. Do you know what I mean? So I think it should be used. Yeah. Just, but I think on it, but the time it's taking for stuff is diabolical. Do you know what I mean? The other week when we played Aberdeen, we played Aberdeen. Was it, was it Aberdeen at Ibrox? Or was it one of the games at Ibrox? And off, it was taking forever to check every goal. Do you know what I mean? It should be a quick... If, if the ball's offside, surely technology these days can tell you straight away if it's on or off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it, it, that, that is the biggest problem. Uh, last week against Hearts was the same. It was the amount of time it, it took just to get an offside call right you know it should be a, a lot quicker david p what, what's your thoughts on this that the var this weekend obviously only being used in in two games is that as you say is it is it right or do you think just just don't use it at all for for the, for the cup games until and, and yeah until we're good we need it we need it for the, the finals uh that's for sure um but but what's your thoughts on, on that this weekend no I, when it's when it's available it should be used <clears throat> clearly it, it provides us take some of the grey areas out of the decision making. It's not going to completely eradicate it, but it's certainly going to reduce it. And everyone can see the pictures on which the the, the, the VER referral has been made and, and why, you know, well, you know, maybe not so much the why, but as to what was viewed in, in arriving at the decisions when it's referred to VAR. And I think that that's, you know, got to be better than, you know, because we always, we were like, you know, the referees only get a split decision to make a decision, a split second to make a decision, you know, and, and it can be offside. You know, when we, we played them in the League Cup final last time, they scored an offside, we won with an offside goal and VAR would have corrected that. So that that's the decisions that need to be made. And, and you know, if it, see if it takes a, a couple of minutes to get it right, yeah, I would say wait the two minutes to get it right because that's, that's far better. That I think uh, Rangers will benefit from those decisions far more than 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 other teams because you know we we will be on the attack more often. So therefore, <clears throat> I think it's it will be beneficial to us. But in terms of you know that for clubs who have the VAR and then choose not to use it, <clears throat> that just smacks of you know. I mean it's 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 just the why we need to as I said why we need to get away from Scottish football. We have got clubs, and Dundee did it in the Scottish Cup last season, and St. Johnson did it recently, recently, who will prepare the pitch because they're going to play Rangers. And in, in Dundee's case, didn't water it, in which case it was like playing in corrugated iron. And then in St. Johnson's case, just don't roll it flat when it's and it's all bobbly. You know, so that that's the level of, of professionalism that's applied to Scottish football. And, and that's why we need to uh, jettison these guys as soon as possible. That's what we're up against. It, it, it's also tied into the TV deal, which David mentioned, because, you know, these clubs, they, they don't, their ambition is just to survive to next year. So when the, the carrot's dangled in front of them, that they, they, will, they, will, they know what their budget's going to be, and they can then make, make a decision that they can survive in that budget until 2029. They're going to take it. There's no ambition. They're not going to be, uh, you know, looking to enhance their squad enormously. They don't see themselves as, you know, progressing to potentially Europe and, and moving things on, you know, improving the, the standard of player in their squad. They just don't have that level of ambition. It's a survival thing. The problem we have, we're handcuffed to these guys. We need to, <clears throat> something has to change for Rangers to move on. Absolutely. And David T, last last point on, on VAR. Uh, Curry makes a really good point about trial by a sports team. It's something that's happened 
you know, if Michael Stewart and, and Ricky Foster say it wasn't, and it's, it seems to get all in the media and then it gets changed, that's the biggest frustration you've got. Um, you know, send it uh, Nicky Clark's the other week there. You've got the referees sent him off straight away. He's gone to the VAR. They've agreed it's a sending off. But then, you know, a few days later, Nicky Clark's able to play on Saturday. That won't happen in any other league. That That is, as I said, it is trial by a sports scene and that it needs binned, you know, straight away. Well, listen, the, the media are already started, starting on the build-up to the, the cup final, aren't they? They're already, I mean, they brought up Connor Goldson's handball again this week, saying that he was the best goalkeeper uh, at Ibrox because he keeps he keeps hitting the ball with his hand. But, I mean, but it's all it's all there. They're, they're all getting building it up now to the cup final. So is the referee and uh, the 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 far are scared stiff to make a decision. And we know we know Celtic are trying to uh, do everything to to get the referees. Uh, I mean, they've been doing it for years. I remember the the, the referee strike. The, 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 just because they were uh, losing the plot with everybody and uh, no, there was no referee any good. and I mean, it's the Celtic way. They've always done that. I mean, a few weeks ago, we get a decision against us and it, 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 it's played out and we just accept it and, and think, OK, that, that, if that's the rule, then it's the rule. And remember the, 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 the goals in handball that hit the, the player in front of his back first and then it came on to his hand. Oh, that's the rule. It's a penalty, but the, it just seems to be that if ever they just want to, to argue with everything and don't accept it, and then you get you get the one where the where the push in the back, where, where that the Greek guy pushed the pushed the player in the back, and penalty wasn't given, and then they're all happy with that one. It's just uh, no, I think I think the the trouble with far is and the the time it takes is you don't know what's going on. For me, it should be the way rugby do it and that you can see in the big screen exactly what they're looking at. And I think that the UEFA are going to look at that, I think, although it'll probably take a few years to bring in. But that's the way it should be, that you can see that the fans can actually see what's happening and then the time won't really matter then because it'll still be interesting and and the fans will know what's going on. I think that's the way to go and it's... Uh, just uh, uh, the referee running over to a wee box in the middle of the field when nobody knows what's going on. I mean, there was even, I think it was down in England last week, uh, the week before, that there was there was a, something happened and the referee had looked at it. It took about two minutes and nobody, nobody knew what was happening. Nobody knew what went on. Nobody knew what was happening. And the game just started again. And even at the end of the game, people were getting their, looking up their telephone to find out what had actually happened because they had no clue what happened. <laughs> so that's uh, that, that's the kind of things that need to get sorted out. And for me, the big screen showing, showing us what's actually happened is the way to go. No, absolutely. The Conor Goldson one, this, what, some of the things I've read this week, um, you know, they're definitely ramping it up for this cup final in a couple of weeks. And I just hope that we get a right dodgy penalty and win 1-0 because we are due a dodgy decision in a final against them because they have had plenty. But Chris... We're going to wrap it up there. So thanks for coming on tonight, mate. Good to see you back on. What's your prediction for the weekend? 2-0 to Rangers. Brilliant. JP, thanks for coming on. What's your prediction for, for Sunday as well? Solid 4-0 victory for the famous. 2-0s, <clears throat> 4-0s. Nice one, Davey. Davey T, thanks as always. What's your prediction as well? Well, I said 5-0, I think, against Ross County and it didn't, it didn't end up anything like that. But I'm going to go I'm going to go for 5-0 again because I don't think we, we should be beating teams like Partick Thistle 5-0. So I'll go for that again. 5-0s, yeah. We, we all went really heavy, didn't we, last week? And I think we were all sort of disappointed. No one was even close uh, last week. But I'll go for 3-0. For so uh, we're going for... for, for for four clean sheets, which uh, you know, that, that hopefully we can we can get one of them. But uh, but as always, listeners, thanks for thanks for, for watching and getting your comments in. Um, we're going to have more shows coming up. We've got uh, the daily updates with, with Colin, um, and we've got the best elevens and ten questions to come out as well. So uh, we'll be on Sunday night to go through the game um, against Bitefist, or hopefully again yeah, it's another win. But uh, as always, thanks for watching. We are the people. Thank <laughs> you.
planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 